Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. My name is Josh Barnett. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Tonight we're going to be talking about the law of perseverance. Yeah. (laughs) It ain't fun. Here we go. Luke 18. Let's read this, verse 1 through 8. It says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never get up, give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow from that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but he finally said, I don't fear God or care about people. At least he's honest. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. What's that old saying? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Is that right? Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? I'm going to read Matthew 7. You don't have to turn there, but Matthew 7 Verse 7 through 11 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So, you know... In, in the Luke 18 narrative, he's not saying that God is like this unjust judge. He's actually saying if this unjust judge gives this woman what she keeps asking for, your heavenly father who wants to give you good things, how much more does he want to answer your request and give you justice? And, and, and I love in Matthew 17, it's not ask, seek, and knock. It's keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking until you get it. See, most of us just pray enough to ease our conscience. We don't praise enough to make anything happen. God bless you with that. Hope you wore your steel-toed boots tonight. Most of us pray enough to ease our own conscience about something, but we don't stay in a place of prayer enough until something actually happens. But here Jesus says, don't stop asking until you get it. Don't stop seeking until you find it. Don't stop knocking until the door is open to you. So let's talk about perseverance tonight. God, God God makes us wait on things, not to torture us, but to train us. It's not good for us, anybody who's got kids, kids in here knows, it's not good for your kids to give them everything they want right when they want it. And it's not really good to give them everything they want, period. But definitely not right when they want it. Delayed gratification is something that our society needs to learn. It's not good for, it spoils us, right? And, and so it's good for us to wait. It's good for us to wait. So let's, let's look at this. What is perseverance? The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay. Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So difficulty and delay comes as we are persistent towards something. Perseverance is a law in the kingdom that Jesus He's the designer of life. With these laws of the kingdom, he designed life to work a certain way. And if we kick against those laws, life's going to be really hard for us. And if we don't live within the bounds of the kingdom, we're not going to get to experience the kingdom. 
And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But we've got to live inside of these laws the way that he designed life to operate in order to inherit the blessing of that. Persistence is so good for us because it develops maturity. It causes us to grow. We cannot let the leaven of, the inst- of our instant society seep into our relationship with the Lord. He's not a microwave. I love microwaves. Praise the Lamb for microwaves. I love to just be able to throw some. I love air fryers. I don't know if anybody's got an air fryer. God, that is a gift from heaven. Air fryers are awesome. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. Jesus chicken, right? They, I mean, they know what I want before I order it. Like, praise the Lamb. But we can't, we can't treat God like he's that, like he's a vending machine. he he doesn't he doesn't work on our time schedule we're actually going to have to persevere he wants to train us and develop us he wants to bring us deeper he's not our genie our wish is not his command name it and claim it is not what jesus taught now by faith we can claim things in the kingdom but oftentimes it's not instantaneous simple example that i want to give you like like that is is in, in the kingdom there are certain things that are in our account but God is teaching us how to withdraw them. And we don't, we don't have access to all of it right away. So, like, Pastor Tim has an account at the hardware store. And I'm on that account. And I can go up there any day of the week when they're open and, and, and put something on the account because I'm coming in Tim's name. But now, when I first met Tim, he didn't put me on his account. That would, there had to be a develop of relationship. There had to be develop of trust. There had to be develop of my maturity to where I could handle that, and I just didn't go up there and buy whatever I wanted to. But now I'm on the account, and he trusts me with that, and I can go up there, and in his name, I can get what I need. In Jesus' name, we can claim what we need, but don't expect it to all. And, and it's not what we want, it's what we need. God bless you with that. Perseverance is, perseverance is what you have to get like because we get we get prophetic words over us we see God's promises but in between those things there's this thing called the process there's this thing that we have to go through and you won't make it through the process if you don't have some perseverance perseverance is what gets you from from the from the promise to the reward it's what that perseverance is what will cause you to get there if you don't have perseverance you're not gonna you won't hold out until you get the promise and, it, and it's you know, it's glory to glory, but sometimes that you feel like you just live in that too. Glory to. When's the next glory? Right? But you got there's there's some perseverance that sometimes it takes place to get to that next level. That two is the shortest word, but it can be the longest time. It's but I find it's it's the day-to-day, it's the mundane things grind that takes people out. <laughs> we we just celebrated 50 years on Sunday morning. And there were, there, there were lots of people who have started, and there are lots of people who have come and were fired up. There are lots of people who didn't get to reap the reward that was the 50th anniversary Sunday because they didn't persevere. They didn't persevere. They, didn't, they, they couldn't stay in one place. And, and, and listen, longevity and legacy is something that's celebrated in the kingdom. Longevity, legacy is something that's celebrated in the kingdom. You'll be hard-pressed to find anything in Scripture that doesn't involve the next generation. Any dream, any promise, any whatever usually always involves the next generation because God is interested in designing the way that he designed life to work is we're always building for what's to come. Things that are actually going to outlive us. But we have a very me, destiny-focused society. 
And that's one thing that I love about our church because we're always building for the next generation. We're investing in the next generation, but that takes, that takes time. Legacy is celebrated because it involves choosing something or someone over ourselves. Over ourselves. So people can't persist, be, and, and everybody, a lot of people start great, but what happens when the excitement wears off? It's, it's fun to get that prophetic word, but what happens when you don't see it the next day, or the next week, or the next year, or the next 10 years? You've, scripture is full of men and women who had to wait a really long time. Noah built a, <laughs> he built a boat, took him 100 years, eight people saw it. Wow, that's a long time for something just a little amount of people to see. People had to wait a long time in Scripture to get the promise that God had for them, and they had to persevere. So can we persist? Can we persevere? Can we stick around? I want you to know tonight how you live in the day-to-day and the mundane and the seemingly forgettable moments matter. How we live in the day-to-day matters. We serve a God of process. We serve a God who is not looking for the big fancy thing. He's looking for the faithful ones. He's not looking for the shiny. He's looking for the faithful. He's looking for the faithful ones. Will we be faithful in the waiting? Will we be faithful, willing, consistent people? The prophecy is awesome. The promise is awesome. But it's the process that takes people out because they don't persevere through it. It's hard for people to stay faithful in the process. God has things that he wants to give us and seasons he wants us to step into, but many times we have to wait for them and we have to persevere through some hard things and some hard times in order to get them. Without some perseverance, you won't make it. You'll miss out on what God had for you. The process is the time from where you are now and where the promise is, where you are now and where he's called you to do, where you are now and where you want to be, the prayer you prayed and the answer that you're waiting for, and perseverance is what, what gets you there. Romans chapter 2, verses 6 through 10, listen to this. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. Verse 8 is not one that gets read a lot, but he will pour out his wrath and anger on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. That's probably not one that you have on the coffee mug. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, but there will be glory and honor and peace from God, from all who do good. The New American Standard Version says, uh, to those by perseverance in doing good, seek for his glory and honor. Those by perseverance continue to do good this word i love this greek word for perseverance though i'm not going to try to pronounce it because i'm not like a greek scholar and i don't speak greek but i love what it translates to for perseverance it means it's it's under and abide it means literally abiding under as one would live under a heavy load so that's what perseverance in doing good living under a heavy load that's what paul was talking about when he said it is (laughs) philippians 4 13 it is Christ who gives me strength, right? That's not for, you know, your bench press. <laughs> that is for living under the heavy load of doing what he's called us to do. Come on. <laughs> now, what I love too is it, it, it describes a steadfastness and endurance when circumstances are difficult. Romans 15, 5 actually says that God gives perseverance. 
It's not simply gritting your teeth or a passive acceptance of circumstances. To the contrary, perseverance is manifest, strong, spirit-enabled fortitude in the face of opposition or difficulty. Perseverance is that spirit which bears things not simply with resignation, but with blazing hope, absolute assurance of a future good, not I hope so. In other words, it's something that happens in your life that is hard and painful and frustrating and disappointing, but by grace, your faith looks to Christ and his power and his sufficiency and his fellowship and his wisdom and his love, and you don't give in to bitterness and resentment and complaining because your faith will endure and persevere. Come on. That's perseverance. That's perseverance. So how do I call? I, I want to answer this tonight. I got, I got five points I want you to write down, whether it's in your phone or on a note. I see some of you, some of you are good students tonight taking notes. There's going to be a quiz next week, so write these down. I've got five points. How do I persevere? How do I persevere? And then some of you just look at me like, I ain't taking notes. <laughs> write this down. It's okay. You'll fail the quiz. How do I cultivate perseverance? Number one, remain. Remain. Abide under him. You remain in him. It is impossible to do anything apart from him. God gives perseverance to those who remain in him. John 15, remain in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. That's it right there. We have to remain in him. We can't bear fruit. And actually, it says that if we don't remain in him, if we don't abide in him, we won't produce fruit, we'll be cut off. We won't persevere, right? So there, there's promises of fruit there. You remain in me, the fruit will be produced. But if you don't remain in me, so oftentimes if we don't remain in him and then we get mad because the prophetic word didn't come true, you cut yourself off from it. You cut yourself off on it. You have to remain in him. And we remain in him and actually empowers us to actually obey him. We have a responsibility to not let the fire go out. We have a responsibility to steward this relationship. You're not going to have perseverance in the process if you don't steward the relationship. You have to fan into flame the gift that God has given you. We live, we live in a world that is not consistent, that rejects longevity. People want legacy, but few are willing to pay the price for it. And the key to longevity is remaining it's abiding in him. I love um, John Stone Street. He works for a ministry out in Colorado. He says, he asks a question, what makes a good person a good person? What makes a good person a good person? His answer is a long obedience in the same direction. Right? Really good. Thank you, John. <laughs> a long obedience in the same direction. And the key for us to obedience is remaining in him because it's by his grace that he empowers us to obey. Amen. It's not that obedience, it, obedience is always easy when it first starts, right? When you first get saved, you get fired up, you have a, you know, you have a moment at church, you have a moment at a camp, at a camp or a conference or whatever, you get all fired up, right? But it's, it's, the, it's the obeying every day, day after day after day, week after week after week, year after year after year, right? But you don't get, you don't, Miss Hetty, you don't get a, a five-minute standing ovation, celebrating 50 years for only obeying a week there's got to be some perseverance and one quote you've probably heard me say it if you heard me say it once you've heard me say it a thousand times by christine kane 
She said Christians don't burn out because of what they do. They burn out because of what they stop doing. And we stop throwing logs on the fire. We stop remaining. We stop getting in the secret place. We stop praying. We stop seeking him. And we try to do it. We try to persevere in our own strength. And you're not going to persevere in your own strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, not myself, through him who gives me strength. And if we don't abide, if we don't get continually filled up by the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to persevere. We will get burnout, we will get exhausted, we will get offended, we will, <laughs> we will jump from church to church to church to job to job to job to school to school to school, always hoping that the next place will be perfect because we were not persevering. We're going to think that grass is greener on the other side. It's greener where you remain. It's greener where you water it. Isaiah 35, the man stands in the desert until it becomes an oasis. One of my favorite quotes is, some people seek beautiful places while other people make places beautiful. Well, that place doesn't, well, that person doesn't, well, that, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're going to have to give an account for yourself, not for me. Not for Tim, not for Paul, for you. We'll stand before, he'll ask you, did you persevere in doing good? Come on. Number two. Number two, you've got to run. Remaining produces running. If you're remaining in him, you're going to run. Run for God. <laughs> Remaining produces running. You've been called to do some things. God has put you on this earth for a reason, and it's to run your race. And it's a long race. It's a marathon, this thing called life. And it has to happen day after day after day. It, it, you wouldn't need perseverance if everything was short and easy. You need perseverance because it's long and hard. <laughs> you got to run your race. You got to run your race. And, and, and so many people want, like, they want the quick fit, the quick fix, right? You're not, but you're not, I'll compare it to weightlifting. You go work out one day. You know what's going to be different? You're just going to be sore. But ain't nothing going to look different. You're just going to hurt. But if you start weightlifting every day for a long time, it's got to be more than a week and more than a month. Come on. Anybody ever weightlifted or, tra or trained for anything? Some of you run for God people? Are you ready to run the 5K the first night? Mm-mm. See, it, take, it, it takes some perseverance. I love Philippians chapter 3. Paul says in verse 12, not that I've already obtained this or I've already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. I love this, man. Because Christ Jesus had made, has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. He also said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Do you not know that in a race all runners compete, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, 
but we an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly, nor do I box through beating the air, but I punish my body and I enslave it so that after proclaiming to others, I myself should not be disqualified. It sounds hard because it is. This thing called life ain't easy sometimes. You're going to need some perseverance. Jesus never said it would be easy. He said it would be worth it. Do you hear me? Jesus didn't say it would be easy. He said it would be worth it. It's an eternal reward. Come on. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I want you to know tonight that Scripture doesn't tell us to run over and over and over and over again if it wasn't required. Jesus requires things of us. Not to earn your salvation. You're saved. But if you want to live in the kingdom, you're saved for good works. Persevere in doing them. I love this quote. Spiritual maturity looks like the everyday application of elementary things. Spiritual maturity looks like the everyday application of elementary things. Not standing up and giving the word. Not, stand, not, not being able to heal somebody. Not walking in your spiritual gifting. No, spiritual maturity looks like you applying the word to your life every single day. That's what maturity looks like. Because it's easy. It is easy to stand up here and prophesy. It's easy to stand up here and preach this message. I could do it without notes. It's easy. You know what's hard? Leaving here tonight after I've been working all day long. And you think this is the first time I've spoke today. This is the fourth time I've spoke today. I got to go pick four smelly kids up from kids church. And I got to take them home. And they haven't eaten dinner yet. And they got to take baths. And they got to go to bed. And we've got a two-year-old who's got a new big boy bed and he don't like to sleep in it. Give me prophecy all day. Let me prophesy. But being a loving husband and father, that's what maturity looks like. That's what maturity looks like. So don't, don't think because you're not on the stage that the things you do day in and day out aren't important. They're massively important. The way you conduct your business, the way you treat your friends, the way you treat your spouse, the way you, your work ethic showing up on time, like all of the, I know it sounds elementary, but that's what spiritual maturity looks like because not a lot of people do it. And honestly, God's not going to trust you with the big thing until you get the small things down. Not perfect, but growing. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he always rises again. It's going to get better. And listen, with perseverance, you run that race, you get stronger. Some of these things get easier. Well, that'll be towards the end. Let's go number three. Number three, rejoice. If you haven't picked up on it yet, they all start with R. I don't like to be corny like that, but here we are. Just it's easier to remember. Number three, rejoice. 
I want you to know this, perseverance will bring success, but it doesn't necessarily bring happiness. Perseverance will bring success, but it doesn't necessarily bring happiness. And actually, persevere for some of these earthly things, you get on the other side of it, and it just is not all it was cracked up to be. You win the, tro- you win the trophy, you get your picture on the wall, you hang a banner, you're awesome. And I've got to go back to work. <laughs> Listen, even, even and you know, we celebrate good, awesome moments. Even the 50th, 50th, that was awesome and incredible, and we continue to celebrate that. But even after it's over, it's over. We did something. That, it, it's exciting. It's awesome. But it won't, that, we can't hang on to that 50th forever. That's not going to produce lasting joy. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. And rejoicing doesn't depend on your circumstances. When Paul wrote that, he was in prison. Happiness is an inside job. It's not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is found in the Lord. And during the process, there is joy. In the glory to glory, when you're in that too, there's joy. There's joy. And, it doesn't, and, and like I said earlier, uh, I said it on Sunday, it's not glory to better, it's glory to glory. Rejoice in this season now. Well, this season's really hard. Rejoice. Because you get him. You get to be with him. Even in the waiting, you get to have a relationship with him. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Not at the finish line. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the slow times. James 1, count it all joy. When you face troubles and trials of many kinds. What are you talking about, James? (laughs) I want you to know tonight that daily choosing joy, daily choosing to rejoice, will not at first change your circumstances, but it does change you. It changes you, and it actually gets you to a place where you begin to take authority over your circumstances. Complaining and criticism are the opposite of rejoicing. The quickest way to get your out, yourself out of joy is just complain and criticize about everything. The quickest way to allow the enemy to steal your authority is to complain and compare and criticize. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing. All things. <laughs> that he may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. I love that. You rejoice among them so that you shine as lights. But if we're complaining and criticizing and gossiping and backbiting and walking around with bitterness and anger, guess what we look like? The world. But man, you can walk in a joy where people look at you and go, what is different about you? This job stinks. How do you have so much joy? Because my joy is not dependent on what's in front of me. My joy is dependent on him. Number four. Well, I'll say this about joy. If you don't have a lot, get around somebody who does. Let them rub off on you. Don't envy their joy. Get around them and see what the... It's, uh, it's, it's like hunting. You, got, you take some hunting dogs out, 
It only takes one dog to get it. The one dog gets the scent and the rest will follow him. Get around somebody who's got that scent and follow them and figure out where they got that joy from. All right, number four, remember. Remember. You want to persevere, you're going to have to remember. What he has done, empowering, it empowers us to hold fast to what he's going to do. Remember what God has done. It will help you persevere in the race or the tribulation or the storm that you're going through now. Is the storm that you're in now the first storm that you ever went through? Probably not. Especially if you're more than a year old. It's probably not the first hard thing that you've been through. So remember, God got you out of the last thing. And, and, and one of my favorite things is that when, when, when Jesus... When Jesus was in the boat and there was the storm and they had to wake him up and he rebuked the winds and the waves, the deal is is that Jesus said, let's go to the other side. If he says it, it's going to happen. Remember what he said. Remember the word. Remember the promise. Don't give up on it. Hold fast to it. If he said you're going to get to the other side, then buddy, we're getting to the other side. Remember what he brought you from. Remember your testimony. Remember what he saved you from, what he delivered you from. The spirit of Revelation says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. What does that mean? That means when we give our testimony about what Jesus has done, it releases the Holy Spirit into the atmosphere to do it again. To do it again in somebody else. If you can remember anything that he's brought you from, remember that he saved you. He saved you. You were going to hell. That's not a popular sermon anymore. You were going to hell. You, we read a while ago that you were in the line of God's wrath. And he saved you because he loved you. Remember what he saved you from. Come on. Let it stir up Thanksgiving in your heart. Thanksgiving raises our expectations about the future. Get your hope up. You've got to remember your past victories to press on towards your future ones. Remember, and remember the victory of Jesus. Remember he said it is finished forever. So what you're fighting for, what you're fighting against has already been defeated. 1 Corinthians, and if you, I mean, if you don't remember anything, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I chose to remember nothing but Christ and him crucified. That's, that's, honest, that's the simple thing that you just have to remember every day. Christ and him crucified that will stir up perseverance in your heart because he was god in heaven who came down and put on flesh and he sweat your sweat and he bled your blood and he had to work hard and he got blisters and he had to watch his earthly father die and he had to be betrayed by friends and he had to be the gossip of the town and he had to watch everybody reject him and then he had to be cussed and spit on and beard ripped out and beaten and nailed to a cross Forget everything, but remember him crucified. My guy, he was the picture of perseverance. You want to talk about a hard life? You want to talk about storms? Look at Jesus. We don't have a God who is far away. No, we have a great sympathizer. Our high priest knows what we're going through. That's why he gives us perseverance. Come on, you've got to remember Jesus. Number five, reward. Hey, dude, 753, we might land this plane on time. We might... We might make it in. <laughs> Reward. Don't hold your breath, though. We'll see. Reward. You got to focus on the reward. Your perseverance. You got to remember 
what He's brought you from, but we're focusing on where we're going. We're focusing on what He's going to do. We're focusing on Him. And, and listen, He's the ultimate reward. We get Him. When Paul and Peter and these guys wrote in the New Testament about dying, they weren't talking about going to die and getting to live in their golden mansion. They were talking about, I get to go be with Jesus. I get to go be with Him. Right now, there's a, a veil in between us, but it's going to be torn away, and I'm going to get to see Him face to face, and I'm going to get to live with Him forever. That's the reward. Jesus is the reward. Let us not, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season, we will reap a harvest. We will reap a reward. The way to persevere is to look at the reward. And the reward far outweighs the difficulty. We talk, it's sometimes, I know, and I know Jesus, he talks about the cost of following him. But if we get him, we get eternal life with him, sometimes it's embarrassing when we talk about what it cost us. Because he far outweighs anything that I have to go through for him. That, w listen, that, one, that first second that you open your eyes and you're in glory, it's all going to be worth it. All going to be worth it for that one second. That first second you open your eyes, it will all be worth every single drop of sweat and blood and tears. Everything that you gave up for him, it will all be worth it. Come on. The reward far outweighs the difficulty. I'm talking about eternal here, but man, let's bring it back a little bit. It's difficult to stay married. Unless you're married to my wife. She's, man. <laughs> yeah, don't, I'm just saying, don't, difficult to stay married and people are like, mm-hmm. It's, diff, it's difficult to raise kids. But the reward, the reward, it's difficult to stay in the same church the same job and i'm not saying obviously some people get called different places or whatever but it's difficult most people give up before they're promoted and, and and the whole thing is like if it doesn't cost anything it's not worth anything the the, the whole reason that i was promoted here is because i stayed when others didn't stay and i'm not like trying to have you know you pat me on the back but my hand's in the way <laughs> I stayed when it was boring, when it was hard, when Tim hurt my feelings, which happens a lot. <laughs> I stayed when I was tired. Listen, here's the biggest one. I stayed when I was ambitious. That's hard. I stayed when I was ambitious. When I got a big head and thought I could do my own thing, I stayed. Oh, listen, our hearts are deceitful above all else. Come on. Sometimes, oof, prepare yourself. <laughs> I was teaching my class today about, uh, my, my intern class today about when, when God comes to Job and he says, Shh, you better make yourself ready, boy. I'm about to let you have it. <laughs> Show yourself a man, I think is what he says. <sighs> Our hearts are deceitful above all else. Sometimes God is calling me, can be code for, I want to do what I want to do. Sometimes God, God told me, might be your feelings. God often tells us what we don't want to hear. And when I wanted to leave, he told me to stay. He told me to stay. So God, God called me. And he might have. 
but check your heart. Make sure that it was actually him. Talk to some spiritual authority in your life. There's that bad word, authority. We don't like that. We've got to focus on the reward. We've got to, focusing on the reward helps us persevere because it's easy to think thoughts like, God, I've been waiting and obeying and waiting and obeying and waiting and obeying while no one else was. Like, where are you? Where is my reward? Why haven't you come through for me yet? Where's my breakthrough? And that is not the right outlook on it. That's, that's backwards. God's not in your debt because you persevered. We're always in his debt. And, and God's not our servant. We're his servants. <laughs> and if God, if God is your servant, you're always going to live frustrated. But if you're his servant, you'll always be amazed. We've got to persevere. Got to persevere. Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap a harvest of blessing. Last couple thoughts here. I was talking to my buddy Matt the other day and about this message, and we were just kind of dialoguing back and forth about perseverance, and he said, you know, perseverance is so important because perseverance makes me look more like Jesus. It conforms me into his image. And he, he said, so, like, if I had the choice of, like, the, the next year of your life is going to be really, really, really easy. Or the next year of your life is going to be really, really hard. But on the other side of it, you're going to look a lot more like Jesus. Which one would you choose? Because it doesn't take persever perseverance to live an easy life. He hasn't called us to live an easy life. He's called us to build the kingdom, and sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes that's not what we necessarily want to do. But I want you to know we endure struggles and trials and tribulation and persecution. We endure those things because it makes us look more like him. And as we begin to look more like him, we begin to shine brighter for him. And the kingdom becomes manifest in our life. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5 says, We, we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. James 1, 2-4, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, mature and complete, lacking nothing. Thank you, James. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Trials, tribulations, storms, the incredible thing about them all is they cause us to lean into him. They cause us to lean into him. They cause us to lean into him. That's the grace of God. You've got to see the grace of God sometimes in the storm because was it, what it does is it causes you to become dependent on him. They make us stronger. They make our relationship with him stronger and they can form us into his image. Law of perseverance, man. Reward. Reward. Remain. What was number two? Run. Run. Rejoice. I don't even remember my own notes. Rejoice remember can't remember <laughs> and reward y'all stay with me
He's good, man. Let's do this real quick. If you're, it, 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 we're community, this is fellowship. I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but like if you're going through a storm right now, if you're going through a hard season, if you're going through like, man, I've been persevering and persevering and persevering, but I, I'm not seeing the other side and I want to give up. And I'm not, I've been promised this. I've been, this has been prophesied over me, but I'm having a hard time seeing it. If you would, will you lift your hand? Because I want to pray for you. Come on, we got some in the back. We got some over here. If somebody around you has got their, got their hand up, I want you to lay hands on them. Let's pray for them real quick. If you're watching by live stream too, I want you to receive this as well. We go through hard times. We go through storms. This isn't, it's not a normal, it doesn't mean that you're less of a Christian. It doesn't mean that you're less than anybody else in here. We all go through tough things. And we need community around us to pray for us and lift us up and encourage us. Let's pray for them. God, we thank you so much for these precious people here right now. We thank you so much for what you've called them to do. We thank you so much for, we thank you so much that they're a part of this community. We thank you so much that they're here tonight. Lord, I ask right now that you would help them to see the other side. You would help them to see that you're in the boat with them, that they don't have to do this on our own. Lord, right now, I just ask that they would see that promise. They would see that reward right now. Lord, right now, I just ask that they would see as they're waiting for this, as they're working for this, that they get to do it with you. And that they would find joy that they get to do this with you. And they would find joy in knowing that on the other side of this, they're going to be more mature, they're going to be more complete, they're going to be a stronger, brighter believer because of it. Thank you, Jesus. We ask that you would get, you said in Romans 5.15 that you give us perseverance. And Lord, I ask that you would give them perseverance so that they could continue to run their race well so that they continue to lead a life worthy of the calling. We thank you, Lord. Empower them with your spirit. Lord, we thank you for this service tonight. We thank you that we got to come in here, sit under your word, worship your name. We ask that you would go before us, that you would come behind us, that you would walk with us as we finish out this week. And everybody in the house said amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.